0: Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday, where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. (laughs) You sure (laughs) did. That
1: just went by fast.
0: Gotta casually toss that out.
1: I would like to have an alien hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall.
2: I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got into trouble.
1: (laughs) They wake you up from
2: the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming. It's like...
1: (laughs) Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more
0: information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our Instagram or
1: TikTok at ChinwagPod or on Twitter at Chinwag underscore pod. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? it? Isn't, Isn't
0: it? it? It's possible. It's I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock.
1: It's fuck house On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies. There's probably anybody in the history of mankind.
0: Happy cock! What story? What story? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie, I'll just tell you that. You picked
1: it, motherfucker. <laughs> just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable Shit. I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking all over we we'll
0: Welcome to Cinephobe, the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin hassan That's Anthony Mays. Just a reminder off the top, if you're submitting a Cinephobe uh, possibility, it's got to be 40% or less on Rotten Tomatoes, either as an audience score or a critic score, preferably. Don't send us something that has a 61% for both. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. If you're curious, does this qualify? Just look it up.
1: Yeah, we don't have a special like meter that we hold it up to and like, nope, 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 I'm getting a rating.
0: (laughs) Right. And the one time we made an exception was for an April Fool's joke with the great Adnan Verk. So it's the only time we've done one over. If there's a movie that's like 41%, buy some bots, spam the hell out of that thing, get the reviews lower. This week on Cinephobe, we watched the 2010 comedy Cop Out. Oh, man, Cop Out. I forgot how long this movie is. Very long. Very long movie.
1: I'm trying it's to a, figure out why. Why is it why that is it? I
0: don't know because there were various points in this movie where I was like, shit, there's an hour left. Shit, there's 45 minutes left. I felt like i have been watching a long time. It's a long hour, 47 minutes.
1: It's also uh, one of the rare movies that has a pun title, but it never makes a good on the pun.
0: We'll get to that, the reason for that pun title later. I mean, oh, all, there is like, a
1: reason for it. Oh, no. You, you've teased this in the chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the trivia for this oh, movie. Man. Is... Oh, man.
0: Tri- so the movie's going to be whatever. I remember enjoying this movie when I watched it. I hadn't you watched it in a what? long time. Enjoying this movie. <clears> I'm <throat> all in on Tracy Morgan. I love Tracy Morgan. He's hilarious to me. I know you feel differently. This may be This may be a reverse to America situation, Maze. A double negative, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cop Out stars Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Bruce coming off of uh, Surrogates. And he was about to be in Red in the same year. Tracy was in the midst of uh, 30 Rock. He'd be a voice in the movie Rio in 2011. We also get Guillermo Diaz from Half-Baked and Scandal. Sean William Scott from the American Pie franchise. We get Adam Brody from The O.C. and Jennifer's Body. Kevin Pollack from The Usual Suspects and A Few Good Men. Michelle Trachtenberg from
2: Eurotrip and Gossip Girl. And what was that? That's what was who that? she was. Alex
1: Mack or whatever. Is that who she I, is?
2: No, she was Harriet the Spy. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: I kept looking at her and I'm like, yo, she's way too recognizable to play a daughter. And <laughs> then she's from Eurotrip. Yeah.
0: Wait, did you just now know that when I said it?
1: Yeah, I didn't look it You up. never I, thought to look it up? No, I just didn't feel like it. Just like the dude who was Kevin Pollock's partner for the first like. Oh, Adam Brody. Yeah. First, like maybe 15 scenes he's in. I kept writing Teddy from Westworld.
2: Okay, (laughs) baby James Marsden, (laughs) Jewish James
0: Marsden. Yeah, I feel like he's if James Marsden could act.
1: Ooh, I don't I don't think think he is. You're not gonna talk bad about Teddy from Westworld, man. Oh man, he put his life on the line for Dolores. Did he? He did. I'm more surprised
2: you're saying Adam Brody can act compared to James Marsden. I believe Ooh. so. Sounds like an act off. We
0: also get Rashida Jones, Jason Lee, and Fred Armisen in this one.
2: And Susie. Oh, and Susie Green. Yeah, Susie, from yeah, Curb. Susie, Susie yeah. Essman, the great.
1: You know, I know she's Susie Green, by the way. Why? Because she didn't play any other character in that movie. She played no, Susie Green. She, so she played, so played Susie
0: Green. I was waiting for Jeff Garland to walk through that yeah, door.
1: exactly, And for her to yell at, at Jeff and call him a fat fuck.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> you, let, you let a burglar in our
2: house, you fat fuck.
0: This movie is directed by Kevin Smith. He had just done Zack and Mary Make a Porno two years earlier.
2: Very influential on him. (laughs) And he had
0: Red State coming out in 2011. Maze, what's the crazy fact about Kevin Smith's grossing
2: movies here? So it's the only movie he hasn't written that he directed, but it's also his highest grossing movie ever. That is stunning. Okay, Cop Out was
0: written by Rob and Mark Cullen. The The Cullen Cullen brothers. Brothers. Yeah, the Cullen (laughs) brothers uh, have written some episodes of TV including Las Vegas and an animated Kelsey Grammer vehicle called Gary the Rat.
1: Very apparent.
0: I, I think it's their only movie. The synopsis for Cop Out. Jimmy's rare baseball card is robbed. It's his only hope to pay for his daughter's upcoming wedding. He recruits his cop partner, Paul, to track down the robber, a memorabilia-obsessed gangster. A lot of info is there.
1: He, I mean.
0: He likes baseball.
1: Yeah. Memorabilia-obsessed makes it seem like he's out here acquiring, like, Muhammad Ali right. trunks and stuff like that. And that's definitely not what's happening. He's in just fact,
0: a huge baseball fan.
1: Yeah. And the only memorabilia he actually acquires in the movie is the baseball card, which yeah. was a whole, it almost, oh, just, yeah, keep going. All, All right. right. We'll get to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tagline, rock out with your glock out, I mean. Whoa. I added the mean part. That's not in there. Rock out with your glock out. You like that? Uh No. Okay, uh, $30 million estimated budget. It grossed $44 million U.S., $55 million worldwide.
2: That's a certified hit. So none of Kevin Smith's movies have made more than $50 million? That's crazy.
1: Just to remind you what Kevin Smith has made. He's made Clerks. He's made Chasing aim. He's made Dogma.
2: Zach and Miri make a porno. There you go. Yeah, I, I actually like, thought I like that, that movie. would have at least done that, right?
1: I thought Jay and Silent Bob was the one that was going to make a lot of money.
0: But like, th- even that's like, I mean, yeah, I guess that's kind of big budget.
1: Yeah, we're not talking about profits here. We're talking about yeah. growth.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to factor in movies that would like get marketed. Because well, like, clerks no, and mall rats were never Jay, going.
1: Jay and Silent Bob, Strike Back, was heavily marketed. They had a big budget. So did Dogma. Dogma yeah, had a yes. big marketing budget.
0: Zach and Jeremy and- make a porno, 42 million worldwide.
2: I think it's just because his movies are so cheap. So Dogma made 44, but it was a $10 million budget. Yeah, he makes money. He gets a lot of high-caliber stars to be in his movie for nothing, and he makes it for nothing. Clerks 2, $5 million budget, $27 million box office.
1: What about Death to Smoochie? That wasn't him. <laughs> that wasn't him? Yeah, it but was. What if it had been? What if it had what been? Right? Death to Smoochie isn't him? No. Does it just, it just uses his characters? Yeah, are you mixing up Smoochie and movie? Yeah, that's what I am. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was the same universe, the fast food character. Oh,
0: gotcha. That's that's the Smoochie, big time flop. $50 million budget, wow. $8.3 million worldwide.
2: I just feel like Kevin Smith is such a ubiquitous filmmaker. So many people have seen his movies. It must all just be rentals and video cassettes and all that. Before listening to the rest of this podcast, Cop Out is available on Netflix. Let's get to the Rotten Tomatoes reviews.
0: Cop Out receives an 18% from critics on 159 reviews. Audience gives it 40% on over 489,000 ratings.
1: Fucking cheap. Bruce Willis hive? It
0: might be a Bruce Willis hive. I've heard they're out there. They are out there, absolutely. Positive or negative reviews, I mean?
1: You know me, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, so give me the negative reviews because I fucking hated this movie.
0: Wow! Spoiler alert. All right. Negative reviews. Nigel Floyd of Time Out a pitifully unfunny homage to 80s action comedies is it there's a lot of that throughout saying oh this was supposed to be an ode to 80s comedies a nod to 80s you know cop comedies buddy cop comedies all oh, there's a lot of that throughout i just didn't get that feeling and i also think if you're if you're judging this against like a lethal weapon or something i think you went in with the wrong expectations
1: oh I'm, I'm not even. i'm uh, tango and cash it's not even that and Tango Cash is a Tango Cash movie. a phenomenal movie. It's miss. it's on it's on the list. Five. Uh, but <laughs> I'll tell you right now, put me down for
0: a file. Laramie Lagle of film.com. Joyless, pointless, humorless. That's not right.
1: That's absolutely accurate. Thank you. Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was good. I like that.
0: Mary F. Poles of MSN Movies. It just wants to remind audiences of something they've enjoyed before, like looking at an old photo album.
1: What did they enjoy before?
0: Again, it's it's like a buddy cop comedy theme for a
2: lot of these reviews. I know. I mean, the trope's been beaten to death. Sure. I mean, there's the very explicit references to stuff, which I've tried my hardest to list out because it was exhausting. But there's probably some more subtle allusions to things. But it's just – it doesn't play because it's a very tired genre.
0: Well, let's, let's hold off on that
2: analysis. Uh, Richard Roper of RichardRoper.com, an unholy
0: mess. Chris Wagner yes. of Dallas Morning News. Cop Out is like a parody of a parody of a parody so derivative and desperate in its pleas for laughter that it's hard to tell when it's making fun of itself and when it's simply run out of ideas.
1: Again, I didn't get that feel from it.
0: I agree. I mean these reviews are wrong moira mcdonald of seattle times it's about as much fun as flying coach and if you're seated next to smith anyway a lot less interesting didn't he get kicked is that a reference yeah wow. that's a topical oh, reference low blow. For, for being fat right low blow yeah that low was bruised, Moira. Yeah. i expected better from you
2: film directors kevin smith thrown off southwest plane yeah, southwest for being too oh, big for oh, seat see, 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 Damn. coach
1: class because it's southwest they don't have anything else yeah. by the way I fucking hate Southwest. Unless they want a sponsor, in which case I love Southwest.
2: Unless you're a sponsor, because we know times are tough right now, Southwest. That was super topical. It was February 2010. Peter Howell
0: of Toronto Star, repeat reviewer. This pitiful excuse for entertainment is utterly bereft of wit, intelligence, or craft on any level. The only thing left to screw up would have been to leave the lens cap on the camera. Wait, that would have been an improvement.
1: I'm with you. I'm with, that's my, that's my guy right there. Really? Peter Howell, who you've hated this whole time? And now he's, he's won me back over. <laughs> Rex
0: Reed of Observer, last negative review. The Willis Morgan team is about as on point as four legs with the ankles missing. The sequel will undoubtedly star Adam Sandler and Chris Tucker.
1: It's harsh. I don't know why Chris Tucker got, got thrown under the bus there. All right, like positive. Adam Sandler and other bad black comedian would have been a much better... Uh, who, who, who's, Kevin Hart? Who's the, Kevin Hart was no, big at the time, I guess. No, it wouldn't have been Kevin Hart. It would have been like Martin Lawrence.
0: Oh, wow. I agree. All I right, positive said. reviews. Prairie Miller of Newsblaze. Willis and Morgan are a <laughs> devilishly delightful.
1: Can I just imagine what Adam Sandler and Martin Lawrence would have been like? Oh, Jimmy, why are you doing it like that? I don't know. I do Oh, Jimmy. Oh, that on me, Jimmy. Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> that's the. Are two you boys. sure
0: this isn't Adam Sandler and Bill Cosby? That sounds no. like.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's the Martin Lawrence and <laughs> Oh Gina, she cheating on oh. me. Oh, roll around on the ground. Oh, it's so funny because it's physical humor. Prairie
0: Miller of <laughs> Newsblaze. <laughs> Willis and Morgan are a devilishly delightful down and dirty detective duo as Kevin Smith releases their combo inner zany outlaws and a kind of clerks with badges.
1: All right, already. That's Adam Sandler. All right. Also, let me throw out, like, to that remark right there. The clerks with badges? Have you ever watched fucking clerks? That person never watched clerks. That person never watched clerks. That person never fucking watched Clarkson. They think this is close to that.
2: To be fair, Kevin Smith had a quote similar to that. So he might have just plagiarized the quote. Our guy, Brian Orndorff of com. Yes, sir. Yes. 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 How many reviews did My he man. submit?
1: <laughs>
0: We have two people, actually. The next guy coming up also submits a lot of reviews to a lot of places. Willis looks content here with punchlines and weapons, giving more of a John McClane performance here than he offered in the last Die Hard picture. Morgan goes supernova broad, but it's an appealing tornado of spastic distress. The reviews here, there's a lot of shitting on Live Free or Die Hard, by the way.
1: I like that movie. Is that the one? I like it too.
0: Justin Long. Timothy Oliphant and Kevin Smith. Oh, there you go, Michael A. Smith. That's another multiple reviewer, spray reviewer of Nolan's Pop Culture Review. The first great comedy of 2010. this come out the first week of January. Yeah,
1: then did come out January <laughs> January first.
0: All right, you had the other guys, which is the comedy
1: of 2010, and that's how that's you what do. this movie
0: wanted to be, right? Yes, now. yes. Easy A, love Easy A,
1: love that. That's with the uh, oh girl Emma Stone from La La Land. Emma yeah. Stone, yeah, who's from Phoenix, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. How, yeah. How does she last in the Phoenix Sun?
1: Unbelievable. Get him to the Greek? I guess she just gnashed her teeth. Get him Greek. Another great comedy.
2: That's Yeah, that's solid. Pretty good. Not as rewatchable as Forgetting Sarah Marshall or the other ones, but still good. Agreed. P. Diddy?
1: You want to hear something funny? I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall one time. It was during the playoffs when we played San Antonio. It was between games one and game two. We were in San Antonio for like seven days because for some reason the NBA scheduled game one for Saturday afternoon and game two for Wednesday night. And rather than fly back to Phoenix, Archie Bass has decided, let's just stay in San Antonio the whole time. And we lost game one. That was a game where Tim Duncan hit that crazy three-pointer yeah. at the top of the key. And we were heartbroken and miserable in disgusting San Antonio between game one and game two. We went forget Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which was a funny movie. But also during that same time, we found out that, Mike D'Antonio was likely going to quit and go to New York. Everything was in shambles and we lost game two. And as a result, I have never seen Forgetting San Oh Marshall.
2: Man, it's an all-timer.
1: I know. That's I, one of the best I, comedies I,
2: ever. It's crazy that you've attached such negative energy to that movie.
1: It's, yeah, it's just, it <laughs> gives me bad feelings. I know, I remember watching it. I laughed my ass off. It was a great movie. Yeah. I can never go back.
2: Wow. We also have McGruber, Hot mm. Tub Time Machine great movie i love hot tub time machine
1: where does that score
2: too high it's gotta be high i fucking hate john cusack
1: do you like hot tub time machine 2 then
0: so i've only seen the first one and i saw it like two months ago
1: the second one doesn't that was have the first john time i cusack. saw it
0: oh okay the sec- then i like it then i'm in yeah hot tub time machine 2 qualifies
1: 13 percent. but i've never seen
0: list. it grown-ups due date which one was grown up adam sandler your boy and no. kevin james uh, it's where he just like wanted to go camping with his friends no dinner for
1: and, schmucks well dinner for schmucks was not as good as i thought it would nah,
2: be neither was due date no it's well, terrible it does have a good danny mcbride scene though it's closing time
0: time to roll to chilies and chow down with my fucking boys
2: oh Which one's it's scott pilgrim versus the world oh that's that's the best one along with other guys it's other guys and scott pilgrim for me yeah i'm with you that's a great movie kit bowen of the movie kit
0: is it a cop-out to make a throwback to the 80s buddy cop comedy instead of doing something original? Maybe, but at least it'll make you laugh out loud a few times. It's not really all that.
1: First positive. of all, it didn't. Second of all, it's not positive. Third of all, I was going to get mad at that really cheap pun until I realized it's Kit from the movie Kit. So <laughs> I kind of on brand, I guess. I got to give him credit for being consistent.
0: Yeah, two more. Alonzo Duralde of Queer Sighted. Whether or not it's a huge hit in its theatrical release, Cop Out will definitely become the kind of movie that will make you drop the remote when it starts popping up on cable.
1: I would drop the remote right into my TV screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, last one, Fred Topple of Can Magazine. If it really mattered to you that Live Free or Die Hard was PG thirteen, here's your chance to see Bruce Willis say "fuck" again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this movie really didn't need to be. What was it? we had another movie earlier? Remember when I said? It didn't really need to be a rated R movie. Like a lot of it was gratuitous. They could have oh, gotten away. Yeah. It was Showgirls, which was NC-17. I said they could have pretty much edited it down and made it red- rated R and had the same exact movie.
2: You don't ha- you don't edit down a Esther House movie. The Showgirls thing was Verhoeven just had such a tricky history with the MPAA. He was literally battling them every movie because he was on their shit list. So that was just him like giving the middle finger essentially. Amin, what
1: is your first note? No surprise here. My first note is. I don't like Tracy Morgan.
0: <laughs> We're in Brooklyn, boys. You can tell because they're playing Beastie Boys and pan into a shot of Brooklyn.
1: Wait, Zach, are they playing Sabotage? Are they playing? No. a rich <laughs> catalog of songs? Not Maybe Paul they're Paul playing Brass Monkey, Paul Monkey. No, uh,
0: uh, Intergalactic.
1: Uh, perhaps. No, not that ones.
0: one. No, Sleep Till Brooklyn.
1: Oh, because yeah. they're in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's how I knew it was Brooklyn. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known my bros.
1: Yeah. Is this Staten Island? No, Steve, till. uh, To what? To what? Someone tell me.
0: Brooklyn. Oh, Uh, motherfucker. We get Bruce and Tracy slow motion walking through a precinct before interrogating the suspect. Tracy informs Bruce that today is nine years of them being partners and he got him a card. Mean shit stains. Bruce doesn't celebrate anniversaries, but Tracy wants to see the expression on his face when he opens the heartfelt card.
1: Have you guys seen this movie before?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have not seen this movie. Right there, I'm thinking, oh man, wouldn't it be great if he's handing him like his transfer papers? Because I can't wait to get the fuck. Like I'm like, oh, let it be like a contentious relationship. Nope, it's not that. <laughs> oh no, I think it's better this way. Oh no, I, I would rather they, they were button heads. They had zero chemistry.
0: Well, yeah, we'll explain that later. Um, now, <laughs> now, now, Tracy wants to know how they're going to interrogate this guy. Bruce Willis says, "Same way we always do. I interrogate him. You write it down." Tracy says, "Oh, you're making decisions now. I hope the whole six nine knows you're making decisions now. I want to play the bad guy." By the way, course-
1: their precinct, as I've discovered later. 65th princing.
0: Oh, there you go. Maybe you just want to say 6'9". Bruce says that all Tracy does is give lines from cop movies. Tracy says it's a homage. He says homage. He says it's French for you better let me do this. Bruce allows him to do it, and Tracy takes his badge off.
1: Right before he walks in, Tracy, more than walks in, as he's warming up on his way in there, he has the ashiest elbows I've ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's like him in character or nobody on set to cut. Get some lotion out here. Those gonna, elbows look like elbow pads. He and Rashida are the only black people in the movie, right? No, the FBI guy who never talked, faces obscured in the shadows <laughs> as he uh, accepts Gabriella. Oh, okay. Also uh, R- Rashida's gay cousin.
2: Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Also the little kid.
0: Bruce opens the card after Tracy leaves the room. On the front, it says happy anniversary. Inside, sweetheart is crossed out and he just wrote Jimmy. I thought that was funny.
2: You think it's a funny that? little
0: misdirection. Yeah, I love that part the idea that he wanted to see his expression when he opens it like there's some big heartfelt thing and all he did was cross out the word and put his own name that's great man that's funny fuck you tracy busts in the room with the suspect pretending to be someone who broke free from the cops and stole a gun then starts just throwing out movie lines al pacino from heat denzel from training day sam jackson from a time to kill
1: how did you know what movies he was referencing did you have to do some crazy research to look up every line and say okay what movie was that from
0: no, it's cutting to Bruce Willis calling him out.
1: Oh yeah, because he's yeah, he's he's ca- he's literally calling out the title of every movie:
0: Schindler's List, The Color Purple, Jaws, Beetlejuice.
1: Jaws was the only one I laughed because he had the the pen and in his, his pen? mouth like like the cigarette, and he put on a pair of glasses, and it looked a lot like Richard and Jaws. Yeah. That was the only one I laughed.
0: He says, "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker!" To which Bruce Willis says, "I've never seen that movie." He uh, delivers that. He delivers it horribly. Uh, he shouldn't have said anything. He should have just like. Cocked an eyebrow or something. No. I, don't, I don't like that. He says something from Scarface and then looks at the two-way mirror and says,
1: Scarface. Uh, that's the response that many of the jokes in this movie elicited from you. Uh, stick your tongue out and you go, oh, uh, uh, such a funny joke, man. Man, you're in a bad mood. Like- uh, yeah, I guess how I got there.
0: The other cops come into the room and watch. They're laughing. They're eating popcorn. Finally, the suspect says that the drugs come through his cell phone store. It's Juan Diaz doing the drop, and they set up a sting.
2: You've just been had by White Lightning and Black Thunder. You left out a Predator quote, Planet of the Apes, Officer, and a Gentleman. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Cool Hand Luke, Gone with the Wind, Batman, Dirty Dancing, Star Wars again. It's... Exhausting. Yeah, it's a lot. It was too many. There's also Bruce Willis drawing a dick and miming, shoving it in the guy's mouth.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, every single line was delivered in this voice right here because I'm Tracy Morgan's son. That's his voice. What do you want him to do about his voice? Not cast him. That's what I want.
0: That scene was not great, but he's good in this movie. tracy's now undercover, dressed as a cell phone in front of the store. He's bored, wants to call his wife, Debbie. And the drop is happening. The suspect, the guy that they set up this thing with, gives an obvious signal to Tracy, but Tracy doesn't see it. Juan Diaz notices it, shoots the clerk with an Uzi, and then it shoots up the block and misses everything.
1: Yeah. It's pretty amazing to miss a man in a massive cell phone foam suit.
0: Now they're chasing him. Morgan is on foot. Bruce Willis is in the car. Tracy pushes a dude off a bicycle, takes it. Now a dog is chasing him. The dog takes him off the bike. As Bruce chases down the dude on the subway, you
2: fake ass there's
0: a shootout. Uh, Juan runs out of bullets, raises his arms, and then jumps from platform to platform as a train comes. Bruce continues to chase, then gets hit by a student driver car. It's a Geo, right? Who gets hit by Geo Metro? Now they're talking to their captain. Bruce is uh, talking about how these Mexican gangs don't do anything with any class.
1: She felt a little... Absolutely the movie has a lot of yeah. racism flying in a lot of different directions and not on purpose for comedic purposes.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel like there was a purpose for it for sure.
1: Let's just establish that these gangs are Mexican because the girl is gonna come from Mexico. Exposition, but our exposition is unfortunately very racist.
0: <laughs> they get suspended without pay for 30 days. They should have coordinated with the other detectives. Uh Tracy stealing the bike is on YouTube, to which Tracy says, Really? The YouTube? Captain, how many hits did I get?
1: The YouTube made me laugh. Especially but then how many hits? was just immediately sucked any comedy out of it. Like, they could have uh, left it at the YouTube, and it was like, all right, that's a funny line.
0: Bruce's daughter is getting married in six weeks, and he needs the money for the wedding, badges, and guns. I always thought it would be a cool moment to just slam down badges and guns on a table, you know? If you're a cop, cop getting busted, suspended, or something. Badges and guns, and man, I would slam yeah, this shit around.
1: Sure, but the 30-day... 30, the 30 without pay is probably that's gonna be tough yeah by the way 30 days without pay that's two paychecks that's on a top salary that's a, a lot, man. That's a that's lot. A, is it a lot for a cop is it is it? it is it because the next scene we're gonna get to is him going and finding out that his daughter's wedding which apparently is in six weeks they just now are getting the tab for it and oh by the way that tab as enormous as it is somehow two paychecks of a cop's salary would have made all the difference there.
0: They're arguing as Pollock and uh, Brody come over to mock them. They say their months of undercover work is ruined. But as they're talking to him, Tracy calls Bruce, even though they're sitting right next to each other, and they start making fun of him. You do not scramble another cop's eggs. <laughs> you ever notice Hunsucker smells like 10 Jamaican slap box in an elevator?
1: Oh! When when black people are, what do they call them? Like snapping on each other? What kind of jokes do they have?
0: I feel like this was all Tracy Morgan. I I don't uh, think these were written.
1: Why do you think he's so popular?
0: Hunsucker. His wife has three teeth and two of them are in her pocket. Oh! Oh! She got one titty missing a nipple. They made a movie about these two. Kevin Costner and Robert De Niro played in it. It's called The Unfuckables.
2: Mm. To which Brody
0: then replies, I'm not going to lie. I like the idea of De Niro and Costner playing us in something. To which Kevin Pollack gets to use his De Niro impersonation.
1: Mm. Big impersonation. They signed Kevin Pollack just for that scene. 100%. He Um, does do a really good De Niro. Oh, he does. He's a great impressionist. He makes his face look like De Niro, which is pretty impressive impressive so
0: i know mangold's wife is very unhappy she said that he's all foreskin to which they said that's actually really clever
1: that's mm, a good oh my god clever. i mean you're it's what is not with clever. you oh it's man not clever no it's not No,
0: you went in with the predisposition because you don't like tracy morgan and now you've decided to shit on this movie just like you go in thinking oh you picked a movie now it's got to be gold everything's funny
1: in it i went into coffee and kareem not liking it because i don't like ed helms and guess what by the end of it it was a file spoiler alert
0: that's a future callback <laughs> There's no spoiler that
2: so <laughs> Zach what? remember when Amin was talking about Whether he would be a good truck driver Yeah Amin, do you think you could live the life of a truck
0: driver if you learn how to expertly drive a, a semi-truck?
1: I think the learning how to drive part would be the hard part. But yeah, I think I could I could be a truck driver. The lifestyle isn't hard.
2: USA Today reports on the Walmart trucker who plowed into the limo van carrying comedian Tracy Morgan. Federal investigators blame fatigue for the crash that badly injured Morgan and killed his friend. I think we know uh, why he's oh. so averse to it now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that's, a, that's just a regular
2: callback because I think that episode's out. Yeah, We're
0: now in a church. Poe Boy, played by Guillermo Diaz, is met by his guard Diaz.
1: I only call him Scarface from Half-Baked, man. I think that's most it. people
0: know him from Scandal, which is crazy.
1: No, I know him from, from Half-Baked. He's Scarface. Yeah.
0: Poe Boy wants to buy a farm team with all the money they're, they're going to get from this stuff. Baseball! <laughs> Another drug dealer. A car with drugs was stolen from his guys. They shoot him, but the blood doesn't splatter. I really thought with the angle of that gunshot, Poe Boy would have been covered in blood.
1: You forgot about the line, "Bless me, Father, for I'm about to sin." Oh, because he has a gunshot yet. But he didn't even kill him. He
0: doesn't (laughs) kill anyone in this movie. He doesn't. He gets everyone else to do it mostly one Bruce and Tracy pull up to meet Bruce's daughter, his ex and her new husband. He doesn't know how to tell them and he got suspended. Tracy says he doesn't have to opens a glove box. There are guns and badges. What are you doing with all these badges? I lose them a lot. I like the smile on his face after he says that. I mean, if you were a cop, you think you'd be a dirty cop?
1: I think I would. I wouldn't be a dirty cop who like beats up people and, and minorities or whatever, but I'm definitely like on the take, like looking the other way. I think I'd I feel pressure to hit a minority I, I, every no, once in a while. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be like, uh like I wouldn't D- want to, but I'm just- David <laughs> Allen Greer. Well, I know you would, but uh no. I'd be like David Allen Greer's character. Remember when you, he asked me how I could afford a Jaguar? And I said, drug money? <laughs> like that's the kind of dirty cop I'd be.
0: Yeah. Well, I just feel like it'd be one of those things where like if you're doing the drug exchange, like you have to hit, take a hit just to oh, show you, that you're
1: you don't you don't do the exchange. You just look the other way.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying like that would be the reason I would hit a minority if I was a cop. It would be like the – oh, I have to show that I'm I'm one of them, right? I think that – like I wouldn't want to hit a minority. I feel like I would have to like every six months or something like a dental check. I, I,
1: I like the idea of like a bunch of criminals and – Zach – oh, wait. What are you? I'm, I'm Serbian. Oh, fuck. What about you? Uh, Portuguese. Portuguese from where? Cape Verde? Oh! <laughs> but i'd definitely
0: become a dirty cop after a while i think absolutely
1: yeah you'd have to i think i'd be you know who i'd be like american gangster josh brolin's character
0: oh that's yeah yeah that's a good call all right price of the wedding's gonna be 48k the stepdad says he'd like to pay for the wedding even though it's modest for a dream wedding bruce wants to talk to him alone doesn't like they tried to embarrass him in front of his daughter basically they don't like each other and the money is nothing to the stepdad who's super rich Tracy gets home, takes the recycling out, notices an empty bottle of champagne in there, checks the laundry. There are sheets and his wife's underwear in there. He thinks she's cheating on him.
2: Poison place and every rose has its stone. You know,
0: other than the no sleep till Brooklyn, some of the music was good in this. Music like in terrible. terms of fitting the into the scene. The
1: soundtrack was terrible. Oh, but it fit, uh, it it fit the, this the tone of casio key, like. <laughs>
2: I think this is the first time that Kevin Smith had access to, like, a mainstream soundtrack. So
0: he just used his main playlist, all the things he likes. We find out Bruce is going to have to sell this rare baseball card in order War? to pay for the, in order to pay for the wedding. I'm trying to it? hold back a cough right now. Not a Corona cough, just a regular cough. Tracy confronts Rashida Jones' his wife with the empty bottle. She says she celebrated closing the ramen account. Says she had help from Henry the neighbor. Then he admits he's insecure. She says he has nothing to worry about. They make up as Henry walks by the open door outside. That's when Tracy takes a
2: nanny cam teddy bear out and sets it up to spy on his wife. You know you got me open like a research monkey, right? I don't know what that means.
1: They want him to be a crazy jealous type, but they're just too lazy to demonstrate that he's crazy jealous. Ah, I just make him put in a nanny cam. That comes back to play later sure but like you gotta establish he's crazy jealous more than that he can't be a sweet crazy jealous but and he's a you, sweet guy exactly that's more the reason why you make him crazy jealous outside yeah. let it manifest itself
0: i think that works bruce tells tracy about selling the baseball card to cover the wedding it's a gem mint andy papco it's worth about eighty three thousand dollars, eighty three thousand grand. <laughs> I like that. That's funny to me. Eighty three thousand grand. Good play on words there. Bruce goes inside the card shop to sell the card while Tracy stays outside to call
2: his wife. This memorabilia guy had a little bit of moose in him. He did have some moose in him. So thirsty to touch the PAFCO. Yeah, he really did. He
0: was he was horny for that baseball card.
2: You're out of my head, and you're out of my head.
0: Two robbers bust in. They tase Bruce, steal the cards, steal the cash. Bruce can't get Tracy's attention outside. Sean William Scott is one of the robbers. He takes a gun, tases him again, says it's his gun. But as he tases him, Bruce notices a tattoo. They run off, and Bruce comes outside and screams, hey, at Tracy. Tracy says, I'm on the phone.
1: Recovers mighty quickly from that second tase, I might
0: add. I mean, he's a tough guy. He's John McLean. I don't know what you I – mean, no,
1: I know, but the first tase had him down coming. for quite a while. First he's had him. Yeah, but then he's used while. to
0: it at that point, you know? You punch in the face, the next punch doesn't hurt as bad. No? Mangold and Hunsucker get the witness testimony from Bruce in a mocking way. He won't give them any of the information, though, about the tattoo. Now Bruce and Tracy are investigating recent robberies. They figure out where he got the tattoo. They're staking out a beach house of where the next robbery could be. Tracy is telling Bruce about the neighbor and his wife, and it's an imaginary scene of them taking the trash out at the same time every morning. Tracy is speaking in a terrible British accent every time he's Henry the neighbor, enticing her with sexual innuendos and motions. She's intrigued, and he says, while he's putting his life on the line, I can dicky-do you from behind, to which Bruce Willis says, dicky-do? Then Tracy says, monocle-wearing motherfucker, and the guy turns around the imaginary scene and has a monocle for no reason. I fucking love that. That part makes me laugh every single time. Rhythm is a dancer,
2: is a banger also. Absolutely. The monocle so funny.
1: The monocle made me laugh in the same way as when we watched Hot Rod, the dude coming out with the- uh, A cooked goose for everyone. Mostly because it was unexpected.
2: Wow, that's a cinephobe first, a fond Hot Rod memory. No,
1: I, I, <laughs> I, mentioned, I mentioned it in the Hot, in the hot Rod review.
2: Don't worry, he's going to call you
0: a kid fucker soon enough, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> ruin the mon- every time I see this movie and he's says monocle-wearing motherfucker, he turns around with a monocle in his bathrobe. Like, I just laugh every—I laugh out loud every time.
1: Well, I don't think that's going to be a problem for me.
0: Bruce won't let Tracy call his wife. He pushes his head in the sand, and now they notice Stifler on the roof doing parkour to break into the house. Then they see him taking a shit in the house. Tracy—
2: Says he won't shit unless he's at home. Parkour, that's a French martial art to get you around and over stuff. And Bruce says, What are you, Wikipedia? That's a timely
0: <laughs> reference.
1: Good
2: reference at the time.
0: That's a good <laughs> reference
1: at the time. You
0: can't like the YouTube reference and not like the Wikipedia reference.
2: <laughs>
0: Mom and the kid come home while Stifler is robbing them. Tracy and Bruce stopped them from going in, and it's Susie Green. She won't follow her instructions. She pulls out a hand cannon. Really, a giant yeah. gun, but won't swear in front of her kid. I thought that was
2: funny. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that's, that's great. so much. I'm not going anywhere. Someone's in my
1: house. I'm going to go take care of the son of a bit B myself. Oh, oh, ma'am. I need
2: you to put that gun on the deck right now.
1: No, F that. I'm not going anywhere. I'm telling you, somebody's stealing my stuff. I've worked too GT hard. You're going to smoke somebody? Oh. F and A, right I am.
2: Ma'am, just please put
1: the gun down. No F in way. I know my rights. Lady.
2: Put the effing gun down on the ground right now. Take your son across the effing street to your effing neighbor's house and stay
0: there until we come and get you. Jesus. See?
1: You better not screw up any of my furniture. It's custom-made Italian. It's funny, but I'm also thinking, like, uh, uh, it's funny because I'm watching Susie from... Curb Enthusiasm Well yeah But that's the point
2: But Curb is improv And Susie's just Making that shit up Period That's just how she does it
1: Sure But again That's it's like If Leon was the guy That walked up
2: Yeah that's how I feel Whenever J.B. Smoove Is in any of these That's how I felt When J.B. Smoove Was in Hall Pass
1: No yeah, It's always no, Leon to me No
2: Bruce goes off on her Without
0: swearing Gets her to wait At the neighbor's house They're searching the house Stifler drops down From the ceiling onto Tracy As Bruce hears it He falls down the stairs To get to him now Stifler has gone to Tracy, and he's got a gun to his head, and he's rubbing his nipple. Did you just fall down the stairs? No. He says, "Shoot him." He's rubbing my titty. He goes, Why are you doing that? He goes, I'm just—I got a lot of nervous energy right now. Nothing there. I mean, you didn't find that to be funny at all. Humorous?
1: mainly because Stifler's character. I remember when the trailers for this movie came out. I remember looking at the poster and all that stuff. Like even right now, as we're pulling it up. He's very prominently featured in all marketing for this movie. Yeah. And then I figured out, like, not only is he not in the movie that much, but his role is so inconsequential, they could have literally made the movie without any of him being in that. It could have been just a regular person, robbed him, and then sold the thing, and that was it.
2: Mm, I don't agree. I think he delivers some lines later that are pretty good. But he's good in the parts that he does show up in. Yeah, he actually is kind of a we'll senior get to here. It. Susie comes in, shoots a lamp, diffuses the situation. Let him
1: go or the next one goes right through your head.
0: Drop the gun on the floor.
1: No, no! It's brand new Zebra Wood, asshole! Give it to me! Here. Fucking pussies, motherfuckers, what do you think a doormat is
0: for? Now Stifler's been caught near the river. Po' boy has one kill a couple of guys who lost the Mercedes. Offers five grand for the car. Now wow, we're in, big spender. Now we're back to Stifler being transported now. And he's talking their ears off in the back of the car. He admits to the baseball card theft and the tasing. Wants to know if he shit his pants when he was tasered. Can we stop for cheese? I'm craving cheese. Tracy can't get a hold of his wife. Stifler says, I've been, I've
1: been meaning to ask Maze, Maze, when would you do that? Are you quoting lines that you actually found were funny or lines that were just so ridiculously bad?
2: I don't know. I take too many notes. I'm
0: trying to blow through it because I just want to get to the trivia of this movie. Stifler says maybe she's banging another guy and doesn't want to answer the phone and ask for her number. Bruce says not to obsess about it. And Stifler asks if the woman uh, suffers from CCD disorder, cock craving disorder. He saw it on the news. Then
2: he does the mirroring shit, which I really liked.
1: That's the only thing because I enjoy that too. I used to be that kid when I was growing up, so I always enjoy yeah, a very good—not a shock at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I always enjoy a very a good like mimic, like you. Yeah. You repeat what they're saying and try to say it at the same time. Okay, I, I won't lie. I laugh every time he does it, but. It-
0: And then there's something where, what I I love is a little throwaway line, but Tracy's talking to Bruce. He says he's trying to live rent-free, and he taps his head with the gun, to which Stifler then says, don't tap your head with the gun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: that was fun.
0: (laughs) And then when he's trying to mirror him, and he says, duck season, he says, rabbit
1: season. (laughs) It's a
0: great little throwback.
2: Oh, man, what a great great exchange. Hey,
1: you get get the reference.
2: Rabbit season? Yeah, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Different gives a
0: Diffler gives a, ah! <laughs> a knock knock joke. Bruce wants to answer, but Tracy says not to do it because of their partnership. Finally says, Who's there? He goes, Why'd you do it? Why? To humiliate me? Orange. No, 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 no. Hell no, no, no. I refuse. No, no. And then Tracy says, Orange who, damn it. Orange you pissed your wife's taking it in the ass from another guy right now? That's a No, no, no. no. The joke itself isn't funny. The exchange, the energy between all three of them, that's funny, man. You're out of your mind.
1: No, no, no. It's not. It's not. Because the whole idea is that while everyone is silent, Tracy is silently arguing with himself to not – he's that curious upon – like, who's ever been that curious for – oh, all right, whatever. Yeah,
2: that's the joke. This scene in the car, Bruce is basically not doing shit. Right. He was supposed to. So it's just – stifler and tracy riffing and they're both really good at it so it works yeah are they yes yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, really they, no they're either. fantastic together
0: in this movie they're really good in this
2: movie together and that's not scripted or anything that says kevin smith letting it ride bruce willis was supposed to say things in that scene and refused to we'll get to that later <laughs>
0: They handcuff Sniffler to the outside of the car and start driving away slowly to get him to talk about the card.
2: Get out, you witty-bitty bing-bong freak! And
0: the gun, he sold the baseball card for drugs. Says it's Po' Boy. Now they roll up on Po' Boy's place. The guards outside saw the YouTube video. He clubs them with a collapsible baton. They walk in. Dijon mustard motherfuckers. (laughs) His baseball shrine room. Poe boy walks in, he threatens to destroy the card, says they need to make a deal. He wants them to find his
2: vehicle and he'll give him the card back. Bruce gets his one good line. Who named you after a sandwich? Your mom or your dad? That's good. Yeah, that's a nice little throwaway line. That's it for Bruce. And that's really,
0: yeah, that might be his only good line of this of the movie. Tracy pulls a gun, says, Fuck this. Poe boy says, Boys, and all these guys come out from all these open doors with guns. He says, You like that? We practiced that shit for an hour.
1: I, I laugh at that.
0: They have a deal. Now they're in a garage somewhere. They roll up on a car booster, stop him dead in his tracks, and it's a child named Tommy.
2: You just scratched my ride. What the hell are you doing, Tommy? Driving, bitch. Get out the car. Because I'm black. No, because you're 10. 11. Get out of the car. I was wearing my seatbelt. Get out of the car, you little repeat offender. Fuck. We need to know about the Mercedes that was stolen a couple of nights ago in the back of the Mini-Mart in Bay Ridge. I ain't telling you shit. You can do shit because I'm a minor. <laughs> Fuck you too, Professor X-looking motherfucker. You are an angry young man. Yo, you're messing with my business, bitch. Whose car is this? Your mama's. What? You know, I was smacked the black off you. You can't do anything to me. Tell us about the stolen Mercedes bench. I'm not telling you nothing. You no, know, you're going to tell me something or I'm going to... go.
0: <laughs> I told you to be careful.
2: Paul,
1: <laughs> well, did you just punch a little
2: child? There's things you don't know about me, Jim. I'll fuck a little kid up if he kicked me in the dick. Yeah. This
1: is the scene where Tracy Morgan says, I will smack the black off of you. And I was waiting. I was anticipating, I said, if they're worth their weight in gold, they'll have them say, and that won't be hard, because ain't that much in you, because the kid is go. very light-skinned. This was and, very anti-Mexican, not anti-black, as yeah, a movie. Well, it's not anti-black when black person does it another black person. No, so.
0: but, but you also have... Uh... A lot of white men writing
1: this thing. Exactly. And that's and that's when I was like, never mind.
0: Bruce grabs him, threatens to tell his mom. The kid gives up a name of who knows about the car. Mangold and Hunsucker are examining the dead bodies of the henchmen that Po' Boy had killed. They pinpoint that it's a Mexican gang. It's not really
2: that interesting. Bruce and Tracy barge in on Fred Armisen's place. I was expecting more from Fred Armisen here. He disappointed me. Yeah. yeah, he I
1: got I got excited when I saw him, and then I realized they weren't going to do anything with him.
2: Bruce gets to be the bad guy this time. Tracy
0: is the good cop, but he's just pretending to be RoboCop. Bruce takes the car, and they're being followed by Juan Diaz. He fires at him. We're in a reverse car chase scene and a shootout. Chase goes through a cemetery. They lead the Mexican guys to drive into an open grave. Diaz flies through the window, hits a gravestone. He is dead.
1: It's kind of weird that he didn't have a seatbelt on throughout that whole very high-speed, dangerous chase. He was leaning outside the window shooting. You can do that with a seatbelt on? No, yeah. he wasn't. Yeah, he's, le- he's got his arm Juan outside the window shooting. He got yeah. his arm out the window. He didn't have his whole you body. Th- you he think you're the-
0: going to be secure? Th- no, no one's going to be secure in that situation. you got to be able to move at, a- at any chance.
1: You know, you can just pull the seatbelt, right?
0: You don't have to take No, some cars, the brakes, if you hit the brakes and they got a brake or anything, that thing's going to lock up. Yeah. Well, you can't risk it. You can't risk it. Oh, whatever. That, you're out of your mind on this. Risk it or take it. It's like you've never been in a hate, shootout I mean, in a car chase I,
1: before. I hate you, Maze. <laughs> I hate that Zach didn't hear it.
0: I heard it. I just talked over it. (laughs) All right. He's dead. They go to a parking garage, check the trunk. A woman is tied up in there. She doesn't speak any English. Poe boy is torturing the driver in a batting cage. Baseball. Ups the bounty to 20K. Now Bruce and Tracy take the woman to a Mexican restaurant to translate her story. Like
1: what, dude?
0: (laughs) She tells a long story in Spanish while Tracy eats chips. They need to talk somewhere in private, according to the translator. Oh, well, Tracy
1: eats chips, and then Bruce Willis looks at him, and Tracy just like big wide eye. Oh, but I chips. He didn't say it, but that's <laughs> he what did, his he face did like.
0: say. He did say they were for the table. Uh, Mangold and Hunsucker are going over ballistic oh, info.
1: Did you guys sense the the tension between the waiter and Gabriella? Oh boy! The, I'm telling you, the waiter was all up in her, and their faces got closer and closer. I'm like, is he? Is he? And that's when again I was hoping for comedy, where the waiter would not translate for them, but instead like hook up with Gabriella instead, like basically like tell her sweet nothings while he's telling them. Yeah, yeah, she's she's she said he says oh we got to go somewhere private. I was like oh this dude, I was so ready for that, but no, no, they just made him into a Man, very awkward
0: thing. You've been horny for some sexual yeah. attention ever since Frank and Jean Claude.
2: Zang! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ballistics info from the guys who were killed. It matches Tracy's gun. The woman is the girlfriend of one of Mexico's biggest drug dealers. She paid to get across the border. The coyote sold her out, and she's been in a car for two days. Tracy goes home to grab some stuff. Bruce is telling the Mexican girl about his daughter getting married and her making life easy on him. He wants to give her the wedding she wants so he won't look like a
1: jerk. She can't understand a single word.
0: Yeah, she doesn't understand a word he's saying.
1: Again, I was waiting for a cutaway to Tracy in his house doing something crazy. But no, the whole scene purpose was Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's a little exposition. Oh, my God. Tracy comes out with the
0: bag that has the hidden nanny cam, wants him to press play. Bruce refuses to look at it. Tracy begs him, finally says yes, and it's Debbie with the man. But Bruce says there's nothing on there, trying to save his partner from some anguish. Now they're at a motel waiting for the FBI to get to them. Bruce still worried about his baseball card. Hunsucker and Mangold call Bruce. They say they found the gun of the murderer and they know Tracy is a dirty cop. They want to meet him in 20 minutes at a bar to which he goes and meets them. Wow, there's still 40 minutes left in this movie.
2: Yep. They're asking about
0: the gun, the death of Juan Diaz, that Tracy seems to be involved. Bruce threatens him if they ever try to play him against his partner again. Now Tracy and the woman wake up in a motel bed together. Tracy says nothing can happen because he's married. And neither knows what the other one is saying as they're both talking to each other in different languages. He thinks she wants to shower with him, then realizes it's just she wants to take a shower. He takes out the camera from the bear, sees his wife with the other man, closes the camera quickly, and is devastated.
1: I submit to you that anyone working in law enforcement knows at least— I'm going to say they know Spanish. They know at least enough passable Spanish to get through that situation. Also, this woman— apparently speaks so little English, doesn't even know hi and "bye" and things like that, which I don't know if there's anyone in the world other than... She knew hi.
0: She kept saying hi.
1: Because he taught her that.
0: Bruce is trying to find out when the Juan Diaz funeral is because he wants to break into the house and steal the car. In the middle of the night.
2: Sorry for waking you up. Go back to sleep. Goes
0: back to the motel. Tracy's been crying. He says he saw the nanny cam. Bruce says... He's been where Tracy is. They then go into the bathroom. The girl has escaped. She left a note in Spanish with a rosary. Peligro is Puerto Rican for penguin. He says he knows that. The rosary has a USB flash drive in it. They go to the motel front desk where the clerk is uh, getting a blowjob from a girl. 5.45 a.m.
2: Why? That's that's when you're going to get it. Why not? I mean, he is the night shift guy, so it is the end of his night, but that just cracked me up. You got to blow. You got to
1: blow. It just didn't add any humor to the to the situation
0: the information on the on the drive is bank information of 750 million dollars that he's trying to get his hands on the note says she's sorry that she put them in danger they're gonna break into poe boy's place during the funeral stifler is in jail i love this with another inmate (laughs) he does the mirror trick again yeah he has some fun facts about himself that he loves parkour and plays the oboe the other inmate admits to knitting sweaters (laughs) (laughs) That's when Stifler's bail has been posted by the cops He makes an ass to mouth joke About Tracy's wife and Bruce says it isn't funny Because she's actually cheating on him And Stifler can't believe it
1: No No Why
2: are women like that
1: Ah I feel terrible now How are you gonna deal with this Paul Emotionally I don't know I'm not sure Hey
0: don't you give up on love, Paul. You hear me? Don't you give up on love.
1: Okay. Almost, I almost gave up. Don't give up. No, I ain't giving up. His love inspires. Yes, yes it do. You know? Damn. And you're full of love. You'll be fine. Full of it. You are. Got a whole bag of it. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, you know something, man? David, what you just said to me, move me, man. It was happy stuff. You know where I came up with that? Where? came up with it when i was doing the thing that i love taking a shit in somebody's car it's no cool. what no. i was doing it when i was watching sunsets on rockaway beach oh. it's my favorite oh. thing in the world it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen i love
2: sunsets
1: no what? you don't yes
2: i do no you don't yeah. you want to come with me sometimes yes, yes seriously hey 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 sit back
0: they're at the house stifler measures out the parkour and they do a special handshake with the wakanda thing at the end so maybe they invented that (laughs) whispers a secret they laugh again and then he starts hopping all over the house gets to a tree branch falls off the tree hits his head on the ledge there's no pulse and bruce (laughs) says they got to throw him in the dumpster that's a funny little twist out of nowhere you like that
1: no, because I was like, wait, what was the point of his character? And I kept waiting in the shootout for him to, like, come back to life. It turns out he wasn't dead. Pay it off somehow. I was like, nope, he's just dead. Until, spoiler alert, the post credit scene.
0: Tracy boosts Bruce into the house. Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> oh, boy, gets a call. They've allegedly got the girl. Tracy goes back to watching the nanny cam. Turns out Debbie found the camera, had her gay cousin film a fake scene. She says, fuck you, how can you not trust me? Tracy is screaming,
2: that's her gay cousin. He's thrilled, I mean. That's her gay cousin. That's her gay cousin. That's her gay cousin. That's her gay cousin. That's her gay cousin.
0: Poe Boy has the girl in the batting cage. Hunsucker and Mangold decide to- Baseball! Run. <laughs> she keeps flipping off Poe Boy. Before he can hit baseballs at her, Tracy calls him, says he has the crucifix. They're doing an exchange at the bridge, but Poe Boy stays behind with the best shooters. Now Hunsucker and Mangold are walking up on the house. Tracy shoots a guy who's about to shoot them. Then gunfire comes from inside the house, and Hunsucker is hit in the shoulder. Bruce comes out to try to save them. Mangold runs over, calls for backup. Bruce and Tracy break back in. Tracy kills a guard. Bruce kills a guard. Tracy almost gets killed, fights a guy in a baseball room. Bruce kills a couple of guys. Tracy gets shot but kills a guy. And that's when Diaz... Says them, I can hear you guys whispering, sweet nothings, you better not be blowing each other in my house. As Tracy replies, we're not, you prick. No? Mm. Boba Boy has a shotgun taped to the girl's neck. After arguing about when to shoot, Bruce pops him in the forehead on one.
1: Question here. Yeah. Is it on three, one, two, three, then shoot? Or is it one, two, and then shoot on three?
0: No, it's one, two, three, and then you shoot. One, two, three, shoot. That's what it is. Because rock, paper, scissors should be one, two, three, shoot.
1: So why is it on three then? Wouldn't it be on four? No, because you never say four. On shoot.
2: That's a little on the nose if you're shooting a gun. But then you don't know what number to count to. Right,
1: exactly. Well, they still count it to one and then shot. And you're just waiting to hear
0: shoot. <laughs> well, yeah, had some, you got the drop on him With me. You don't understand that? What's wrong with you?
1: Was he going to dodge if, if they're going to three? You never know. <laughs>
0: That's why you do it. Hunsucker, head to the hospital. The girl's in safe custody. She kisses Tracy and goes away. (laughs) Captain says Mangold said they backed up the detectives on their investigation. Uh, He's happy with them. Bruce has checked. He has his body for the card. Turns out Tracy shot him in the chest right through the card, which was in his pocket. And the card is ruined. Tracy's crying and apologizing. And now we cut to the wedding of Bruce's daughter. Bruce and his ex are dancing. She asks him
2: to give away the daughter with the stepdad, Roy. Tracy asks the bartender if he's got any Mad Dog 2020. That's yes, him.
1: That's what, that's what black people drink. Did you know that, Mays?
0: <laughs> the ex threatens him and his balls if he doesn't give away with the stepdad. Tracy and his wife have reconciled at the wedding. Bought- the priest asks who gives his bride away. Bruce and Roy both start to stand up, but Tracy, sitting behind Roy, pulls his gun, points it into his kidneys, and says tells him to sit down. Bruce gives her away. Tracy smiles at her.
1: If I'm, if I'm Roy, I call the blow. I'm ready to die like that. First of all, you're a cop and you're going to shoot me, one. At a wedding, in front of like hundreds of people.
0: What a low reward, high risk stance to take.
1: Nah, man. I'm definitely like, you go ahead and shoot me. Go ahead and shoot me. I want you and that prick to lose your badges, go to jail, get pounded in the ass. It would be worth it. Maze, it's a little curious
0: how into... This is not how that would go. Amin is with this movie. When I don't feel like we've done that with really any. I mean, we didn't do that with Battlefield Earth. Do you
2: want lunch?
0: <laughs> Raw credits and stuff in the credits. corner, hears noise from a body bag. It's a knock knock joke. It says, open the fucking bag, bitch. It's Stifler. He's alive. The only, I don't know if they were setting up a sequel. What? Like, I don't know what that he, was.
1: He starts with the, the mirroring thing because yeah. she's on the phone. That's when I was like, uh huh. Like, as a, a oh, fake. That was chocolate. too much. Yeah, because I mean, because he's dead, man.
2: We glossed over it a bit, but I did mostly enjoy the Pollock Brody banter about boots. There's a long running joke about boots.
1: You like that?
2: I thought it was fine. I thought Brody was doing most of the heavy lifting. I thought Kevin Pollock was getting a check. Kevin but Pollock really nailed it in. man. Really nailed it in. It was surprising. Yeah, he
1: and Bruce Willis. All right, let's okay, get to the Lewis trivia. Is Adam Brody. First of all, is he, is he related to Adrian Brody?
2: No. Great question. Okay.
1: All right. Second of all, what has he been in other than, than this?
2: Basically the OC. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He had a peripheral career as a bit player that fell apart. So here's the trivia.
0: You wanted to know where the pun name came from, I mean, When Kevin Smith found out the studio was going to lock in the title of A Couple of Cops so they could run the trailer behind Sherlock Holmes in 2009 on Christmas weekend, he told a producer, God, that title is going to feel like such a fucking cop out. The producer replied, we should just call the movie that. That's how I got the name Cop Out. Now let's get to the Kevin Smith-Bruce Willis feud. They did not get along on set. Reports surfaced that Willis disliked Smith's direction, felt he didn't interact enough with the cast, and disagreed with Smith's use of marijuana.
2: Kevin Smith admitted in an interview that heavy marijuana smoking had become an integral part of his work ethic after watching Seth Rogen use marijuana as a tool to become more creative and productive on Zack and Mary Make a Porno saying, the moment I start smoking, I start working. That way, no one could ever take it away from you.
0: Smith counterclaimed that working with Willis was soul-crushing, so that he uh, refused to listen to direction, was occasionally combative, and generally unpleasant on and off set. On one occasion, Bruce Willis said to Kevin Smith, I'm Bruce Willis. I've been Bruce Willis successfully for 25 years. How long have you been Silent Bob, motherfucker?
1: That's a great fucking line. It would have been the funniest line in the whole goddamn movie.
0: Kevin Smith described Bruce Willis the unhappiest, most bitter, and meanest emo bitch I've ever met at any job I've held down and a fucking dick. Bruce Willis openly refused to stand on his lighting mark in outdoor scenes. Then he would ignore Kevin Smith's orders during the film and walk off to a catering table constantly. Kevin Smith credits Tracy Morgan for getting him through the shoot by being funny and good-natured. He said that he's a fucking dream. Tracy Morgan, I would lay down in traffic for. Were it not for Tracy, I would have either killed myself or someone else in the making
2: of Cop Out. He said that on WTF with Mark Maron in 2011. After Maybe one...
1: Bruce Willis is trying to save us from this movie.
2: <laughs> After one stressful time working with Bruce Willis, Kevin
0: Smith retired to his trailer and punched three holes in the bathroom wall, which his assistant called Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, and Die Hard 3. That assistant's trying to get a job.
1: Um, (laughs) Yes, and also, sounds like Bruce Willis is really the emo bitch here, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go punch my trailer wall.
2: Never meet your heroes, kids. No. According
0: to Kevin Smith, Bruce Willis was often unable to improvise with Tracy Morgan. He seemed shell-shocked by how fast Tracy could make up dialogue and be funny. Tracy was so fun and Bruce was like, what is he talking about? He started trying to ad-lib, says Smith, and he'd look out the window and be like, is that Connie Chung out there? I think that's Maury Povich. He's naming these names and you're like, does he have an old TV guide under the table? Why is he bringing these names up?
1: Is um, that Connie Chung would actually, again, be a funny line.
0: Bruce supposedly threatened to punch Kevin Smith during a break but denies it during a scene shot in front of a green screen. Bruce lectured Kevin Smith and his crew on their choice of camera lens. Willis then lashed out at Smith for not knowing the proper specifications for a camera's lens size.
2: That's really some baller shit. (laughs) Bruce is like, you got me in 50 millimeter. I want an 85. And now let's get to the uh, word. We cannot escape on this show. Mays take it away. In response to the critical drubbing of his 2010 film cop-out, Smith lashed out at the community of film critics on his Twitter account saying writing a nasty review for cop-out is akin to bullying a retarded kid. All you've done is make fun of something that wasn't doing you any harm and wanted only to give some cats some fun laughs. That's a terrible way of spinning that a little jive talk there at the end. Oh, man. He's trying to give the cats some laughs.
1: Lost a lot of respect for Kevin Smith right there, man.
2: You lost a lot.
1: Yeah. And oddly enough, not because of the use of the r word
0: (laughs) no you like that kept that streak going for us we have a tony medley yes we do
1: christ tony please
0: tony medley
1: please tony don't please tony
0: as 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 a critic nothing ticks me off more than lame brained inane poorly made idiotic movies usually it's pretty easy for me to write reviews devastating them For some reason, even though this is as lame brain inane, poorly made, and idiotic as any, I've had difficulty actually setting myself to write a critique. But time it is a waste, and I have to get this out before this movie dies the quick death it deserves. This is apparently a vehicle for Tracy Morgan to try out his comedy. Bad idea for Tracy, because if this is an example of Morgan's talent, he's never going to make it past New Haven. I don't get that. What does that mean? What does that reference? I don't know. Morgan and Bruce Willis play cop partners in a movie they couldn't have made more hackneyed than if they were actually trying. Forgetting for the nonce the theme, mixed race cop buddies who act like a spoiled married couple. The first scenes show Morgan emulating lots of other action movies like the Die Hard series and the Lethal Weapon series while interrogating a bad guy. If you survive sitting through this episode, you know you're in for a long 107 minutes and it doesn't get any better. In fact, it gets worse. Although you wouldn't think that possible. This movie has nothing. There's no plot. Something about an old baseball card Willis needs to sell to finance his daughter's wedding. And it's stolen, so he and Morgan go out to try to find the miscreant. Willis' presence in this movie is a mystery. He's apparently there to play Abbott to Morgan's Costello, but Bruce is no Abbott, and Morgan is no Costello, which doesn't say much because I really didn't find Bud and Lou that funny either, <laughs> except for who's on first in the Mutter Fodder sequel. <laughs> no. Off of this outing, Bruce would never have been considered for Moonlighting, the series that changed him from a bartender to a movie star. Willis commenting on the movie said, this is a big romp, crazy, it's high comedy, some of the most outrageous things I've ever seen. Warner Brothers gave us an R rating, so we went to town on that well sorry Bruce but Warner Brothers doesn't give ratings the Motion Picture Association of America does and it's disappointing that after three decades in the industry Willis shows such little appreciation for what high comedy is the idea is that one gains knowledge and taste with age and experience a bartender does should an actor <laughs> the only thing I can say about this movie is that occasionally there are some Spanish speaking people and the subtitles are excellent too bad they're <laughs> translating the script by Rob and Mark Cullen this is worse than bad. Morgan is a foul mouthed comic wannabe, so that lets it out for children. The story, script, dialogue, and directing are so awful it's an insult to the audience's intelligence. But what's to be expected from director Kevin Smith, who counts among his meager credits the deplorable Zack and Mary make porno? <laughs> Frankly, I've been an admirer of Willis. This is very disappointing. I mean, what do you think he gave that out of ten?
1: I'm gonna go with three.
0: Two, actually. Wow. Two out of ten.
1: Marsh. um all right golden very dumpster dis- time very very disappointed Tony medley man that's like the the worst criticism he can give you
2: yeah the <laughs> drive-by on Abbott and Costello though was yeah, real. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. fantastic the
1: body's not even cold except
2: for that who's on first bit
1: <laughs> they're trash hello mudda hello fada
2: golden dumpster nominees Tracy Morgan carrying the movie with his improv. Sean William Scott for his three or four scenes or whatever. Susie coming in real hot as Susie. Adam Brody or Kevin Smoking Smith (laughs) in this trailer-punching (laughs) ways.
0: I mean, what's your golden dumpster?
1: I'm going to give it to Tracy Morgan, but not for carrying the movie, but for being every bit as annoyingly Tracy Morgan as he always is.
2: Wow it's Tracy Morgan, son. I feel like a lisp. Yeah, Zach, you got a point there. It's extremely short, but I have to give it to Susie. Susie came in and crushed it. Stifler, if he had had maybe two more scenes, would have done it for me. Unless he did the mirror thing in those two more scenes, because that's all he's got. I'm going off the board.
0: I'm going monocle wearing motherfucker. That gets me every time. I love that part. That yeah,
1: yeah. I appreciate you know what real humor looks like. All right, I mean, he's like a muppet that's what he's like. I mean, faux or file eyebrows, and then his face is just way too big. Have you ever noticed that? That's that's got a, what can he
0: do about that? I guess he could lose some weight, but yeah, he's got a big face.
1: You know, who gets a golden dumpster, huh? The truck driver. I'm gonna give this a phobe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All of a sudden, it
0: means pro Walmart.
1: Rollback. What <laughs> about the rollback?
0: What did you give it? You gave it a file? Phobe. Okay. The joke yeah. of me was you w- wish you'd have rolled back over the body.
1: But, I mean, that's right. <laughs> I, I laid it out for you to play it out. <laughs> Even as doesn't dunk, he throws it to other guys.
2: Maze, over File. Okay. Okay. When I saw this movie back in the early 2010s or whatever, it was fine. I am cool with Tracy Morgan. I don't hate Tracy Morgan like a I mean, and this is a lot of Tracy Morgan. It was fucking long as shit though. It was so long. They
0: could cut a good 20 minutes off this movie and be and pretty And they cut good.
1: Sean William Scott out of the movie. If they cut the night manager at the motel.
0: Cut Sean
1: Williams Scott out of this Kevin, movie. Kevin Pollak and Adam Brody on the docks where they having the conversation about the yeah. booth. That's a straight like 25, 30 minutes right there that you, I just gave you.
0: No, but Sean Williams Scott, you can't have this movie without Sean Williams Scott. Yes, you can. No.
2: It's here. It would be worse off, in my opinion. It would be tougher to watch. But yeah, never have I ever appreciated the length of credits until cinephobe. That is a nice man. Yeah. Because it knocks off five to 10 minutes every time. It's a blessing. Oh, we finished 10 minutes early because of the credits. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I was going to say, you sitting there watching the credits too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just fast forward through them just to see if there's any. Oh, any oh there.
1: let me help you all, all out. Everybody listeners. You guys, there's a website. It's called media You enter the name of the movie It'll tell you whether to stay after the credits. It'll tell you if the scene is in the middle of the credits or at the end of the credits. It'll tell you if it's just animation or if there's an actual scene, everything. So all those Marvel movies that had like multiple hidden scenes in the credits – Always knew all about them because of good old media stinger. But it's nothing like, all right, so they eat some shawarma. Who cares?
2: This movie is too long, and it really suffered from having just watched Coffee and Cream. This felt way too similar to Coffee and Cream, and it didn't blow Coffee and Cream away. And I already phobed Coffee and Cream, so phobed this movie too.
1: It wasn't even close to Coffee and Cream. It wasn't even close. Like Coffee and Cream, like I said, once they hit the steel mill, at least there's witty, funny dialogue in there. This thing had none of that at, at any point.
2: There was also a shitload of Guillermo that could have been cut. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I think, yeah. You don't Scar cut face. Scott. You got to.
1: Scarface. <laughs> got to cut Scarface. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's not a compelling
0: bad guy. It's not a compelling story. The script is terrible. The script is really awful. But the monocle wearing motherfucker gets me every time. I got to be honest. I didn't remember a good like 50% of this movie. Like anything after the scene where Susie, they go to Susie's house, right? I really didn't remember much of that. I don't remember the motel stuff.
2: I don't remember a lot. Like, I don't even really remember the shootout. The only part that I really got deja vu at was the part where Tracy is imitating his mother. My son is a genius. My son, I remember that from the trailer. And I was like, oh, yeah. And that's just a complete throwaway scene.
1: The part from the trailer that I remember was, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. (laughs) Crazy Margaret has a police officer in cop-out. Because of the monocle-wearing motherfucker,
0: I'll always turn it on just to see where it is. <laughs> just because you yeah. own a monocle.
1: <laughs> no. No, no, no. No. You see what Zach's doing. Zach didn't like this movie. But he's searching for the one positive scene that he did like to build a fictitious argument for him to give a file on it. Go ahead. Wow. I didn't. Because you want to irritate me. me. No, no, I oh, I li- no, 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 no. Okay. I
0: like to do a little that, misdirection with the audience. Yeah, okay. I like to do a little misdirection with the audience. So I'll give you one direction, I'll give you the other direction. I was going to go back to the other direction. Or was yeah. I? Who's yeah, to say? You you maybe ruined it. Yes. it you maybe did. ruined that moment. So maybe I'll fob it, but I'm going to file it. Is it a cop out? I don't know.
1: Next time we make love. You introduced me to Jade.